David. Hello, Victor. Good afternoon to, to you. see you again. Is it afternoon already? It's Give getting it that way. We're sort of like projecting into the future. <laughs> projecting a little bit. Yeah? Right, right, right. So that Good we're afternoon to you as well. Okay, nice to see you again. Nice I know I bump you. into you from time to time, but having the opportunity to actually sit opposite you now is quite a privilege. My pleasure. Quite a privilege. Absolutely my honor. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, Thank you for coming. That's a pleasure. So what's happening now? Um, coming towards the end of the year, getting to a new year ahead. Right. What are you looking for? We started right into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? I'm looking for more money, maybe? Can, can we start from there? Um, looking for new projects. Okay. I think that we've achieved uh, pretty much uh, enough good things with, with this project, with podcast project that we had. Season one is going to end. Yep. And I was thinking, I, I asked Mohammed to, to take a look at the episodes that we did, the performance. How many in total? And, and guess what? What is it, 52? Wow. Yeah. Exa excellent. Well done. Congratulations. Thank because you. way back in the day when we first started, started chatting with it, about this, it was all a little bit a bit speculative. You know, let's see where are we going let's to go with it. Let's see where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 52 episodes later, yes. you should be congratulated, David. Thank you. Really, Thank seriously. Thank you very much for that. I have to say I, I haven't... Think, I think Victor is the first person who <laughs> congratulated us on this. My pleasure. You know, take it. Don't, don't throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And guess what happened? So we, we started looking down the episode's performance and we realized that people like you. Moi? Your episode, I mean, the episode we did back uh, in time, yes. was on a top rate. Oh, wow. People you know, loved it. Do you know, this sort of typifies life in a way. The simplest and the easiest and the less prepared sometimes right. produces the most interesting and comfortable results. Right. I mean, I think in entertainment generally, a lot of people will try to make it this way and try to make it that way, try to project a certain image, etc. Great, because it's organized. But on that day, I was thinking, I'll get in here 10 minutes, get out again. Yeah. And from the moment they said, action, <laughs> everything went lovely with yeah. you and I together. It was a good little combination. It was a wonderful combination, yeah. I, I enjoyed so. it I very much. Same. I think the same. And also the title, to be honest. I mean, the title was Titanic, <sighs> and they saw you, the handsome guy, and yeah. they were like, oh yeah, there's going to be reconstruction of the great scenes, the romantic scenes of Titanic. But then... Should I like? <laughs> but then they realize that we're talking about actual Titanic. No, it shouldn't be this, really. It should be more this. Yeah, this is more like the you know Jesus. Statue no, getting at the water. Get at the water, guys. You know, start swimming. Yes. No, I think the Titanic is now history. Right. And I enjoyed it very much. But uh, so, as I say, that's 52 episodes you've 52 achieved. 52 episodes. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I did a little bit of stuff in that period of time myself and yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, I know that you also did your podcast. Yeah, it was um, more diluted, I think, than your focus and perhaps maybe a little less time. But it gave me an insight into something that I felt would be something that could grow, mm -hmm. maybe. And um, the important thing is that I think, if I may speak for both of us, we enjoyed the experiences. Absolutely. And if it builds, it builds. And that would be something I think that Absolutely. people may be able yes. to benefit from in yes. the future. Yes. That's right. So true. And, and this is the world of internet we're talking about. I mean, you produce something, you leave it there, 
and see what happens. Maybe nothing happens for a period of time, mm -hmm. but later on in the future, who knows? Mm. Do you feel um, in that period of time, I, I personally have realized that there are so many podcasts out there now. I Absolutely, mean, everybody, yes. Yes. there's people doing podcasts on podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like a theme that's going crazy, crazy. Yeah. But however, as we just explained earlier, sometimes if you touch on something that really sets the public um, touch paper, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, lighting the touch paper, it really can expand so, so, so quickly. Yes. Let's hope it works in the next year as well. Yeah, yeah, certainly. <coughs> so let me ask you, ask. how was... 2023 well I the last I, week of 2023 we are shooting this episode probably people are going to watch it in 2024 yeah happy so, new year yeah happy new year everyone how was 2023 well uh i suppose there's a number of things i could mention personally but to be quite honest with you one of the things that really has amazed me is my almost almost addiction now to the internet. I mean, in the last year... Did it happen 2023? <laughs> it really did, because oh, wow. I've been able to keep it away from my... I've been able to really control it. And now I'm finding towards the last part of last year, or 23, that um, I'm finding it difficult. I mean, I can wake up 4 o'clock in the morning and go straight to my phone, check everything. Mm -hmm. And because they know me now more, because I've been more active this year than before, now they know me so well, and the stuff that they send me, I cannot put it down. They what know what my interests what kind are. Of stuff they can't do? tell you about that. Oh my no, god! No, I mean seriously, I'm joking. A lot of <laughs> things joking, like I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things that are um, interesting to me now, for instance, psychology. I've been looking back at a lot of the um, uh, areas of psychology, and I've been looking back at other things like philosophy. Some right. of the philo and these have been interesting me more this year, only because I started to just look at them uh, tentatively. Mm -hmm. And then I realized there was a lot of stuff in there that I found interesting. Wow. That and also artificial intelligence. These are two areas that I found extremely interesting. And the more that I looked into these, the more information was being sent to me. And I could almost guarantee that each time I opened my cell, I would have something there that would immediately attract me mm -hmm. to open it. And it's never been a disappointment, actually, to be honest. That's why I feel almost like it's been controlling. It's because like you are living a, a visual reality. Not a visual reality, no. I'm just getting information sent to me that I know and they know I'll be interested in. Mm -hmm. It's like anything. If you're interested how, in something... How much time do you spend every day on social media? Uh, not much. Again, I'm in the process of reducing it. But at, at any one day, I'd probably spend five, six hours outside mm -hmm. of my working time. So if I'm dedicated some of my time each day, which I do, to working with me to talk, Outside of that time, I'll be five, six hours, maybe more, just going through the stuff that's been sent to me. Mm -hmm. And I hate myself for it, to be honest with you, really, because it is so interesting. And, and because it's interesting, I want to save it. I want to put it somewhere right. so that I can go back again and look at it a second time. But so, you're not going to do that anyway. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we all do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. I know. You know. I know what you're talking about. And we don't go back to it. But it's just piling up. You know, I, I need more files. <laughs> right. Right. So that's one thing that's happened to me um, this year. And um, 
I have a love-hate relationship with that. I understand. I love the content, but I hate the fact that I'm so attached to it mm-hmm. and that the bloody thing has got me. And I didn't want that to happen. So I'm going to work on it next year to try to reduce. Interesting. Uh, many many philosophers believe that we are in, in a transition era in the world. Um, we are moving from, from postmodernism towards metamodernism. We're going to be experiencing life differently. Um, so I have two questions on this, on this topic. One is that have you ever experienced a transition era before in your lifetime? Uh, or this is the first time? And, and the second question is that as you can see, the environment, I mean, the vibe of society, everybody seemed down. Absolutely. Everybody seemed uh, disappointed and depressed and sad. So was it ever in your life you've experienced or observed anything like this? Well, to answer your first question, um, I do feel as though things have changed. For instance, modern... I was having a class about four or five weeks ago, and one of the postgraduates was in my class, and I, I don't know what age she was, mid-twenties, early-twenties, and um, I said to her, you remember a fax machine? And she said, no. I said, you don't remember ever using a fax machine? She said, no. And that indicated to me the speed at which we've moved. Right. Because when I first came here to Turkey, I was using a fax machine for my business in London and here. Everybody was. And then suddenly, instantaneously almost, it's gone. So that sort of thing. And going back to the time when, when I was living in England, the period of um, uh, the computer opening up all forms of activity, such especially in the um, journalism it really reformed the whole of journalism, mm-hmm. the, the uh, absolutely typing and getting information in, sending information in, phoning information in. I remember at college we had this little sort of newspaper which was based on the printing industry, getting mm-hmm. information in on time. And so for me, that really was a period when a lot of things changed very quickly in, in the world. Mm-hmm. So that was the one part that I can remember. And you talked about the sadness it seems to be around. Yeah, I mean, this, this level of desperation in community, global community we can see. Mm. Um, have you ever experienced anything like this? Not like this, not like Are this. Are you serious? No, not like this. And I think it seems to be something that's uh, worldwide. I mean, if yeah, you Yeah, I think the last time we experienced something like this was 1945, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see the simulations. You know, you can see the comparisons. And you can see the um, connections. I'm not saying that's how it is. I think it's not exactly how it is, but there are comparisons. And I think to myself, there's a great deal of unrest, unhappiness. Some people argue it's because we have too much. It's because we're too well looked after. We don't have any real big challenges in our life. Most of us in the world can get a job. Most of us don't live on the poverty line where maybe 50 years ago, there were a lot of people who were struggling Mm -hmm. to be able to just survive, but not so much today. Everybody has got a cell phone. Even the kids in the street gathering the rubbish, you can see them stopping and (laughs) sell, you know. Oh yeah. You know, and, but I I do think, yeah, um, there is a sort of a them and us situation now. And I think that them and us situation has grown considerably over the last 20 years and is continuing to grow. And um, that's something I think... Where do you think we are heading? Well, 
I'm hoping we're not heading to where I think we are, but I, 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 would, I would say more control. I feel as though we're going to be having our control taken away from us gradually. What kind of, what, what is the perception of control for okay, you? Okay, for instance, let's say, let's say you want to do a transaction. Let's say you want to buy a camera. Okay. You're selling a camera, I'm buying a camera. Right. I take money to you and I say, that's what you want for the camera, the deal's done. Right. Now, people don't use money. Everybody's using electronic money. Right. So that means that there's a third person involved. Sure. So that third person, to some degree, can control that, that transaction. So if I go to pay for the camera and your machine doesn't take my card, I can't get the camera. If it doesn't take my card because somebody in the bank or somebody in the government has said, no, we don't want this card to be active, then I can't do what I want to do. You don't even have access to your money? No. Because most people today don't work with money. You ask any of the kids in the street, what do you, you know, they go for one coffee, whatever it may be now, 100 lira. They never carry 100 lira. They just click, click everything. Right. And, and we're moving away from a society where, to some degree, we're in control of our own interactions to giving those interactions to other people to control for us. And, do you and think we're happy that, with is that, it. Is that a good thing or is it a... Well, it's a good thing initially because it makes everybody feel as though, you know, oh, I don't have to go around with pockets of money and not very clean, perhaps. All of those right. great benefits, hygiene. But in the long term, no. Because... If you go to do a transaction and somebody stops you and it's the government or if it's the banking structure for whatever, like happened in Greece a few years ago, right. when the Greek banks only allowed so much euros per person per week maximum through the EU, that, that was a time when I thought, oh my God, this is not good. You know, I've got a business, I need more than 500 euros a week. I'm sorry, that's your limit. And that was just six, seven years ago. So right. it worries me, David, that um, we're moving along that road of being happily. It's not as though we're being dragged down that road. Everybody's happy with their cell phone. But as I often say, with the cell phone, you can, you can live your life without a cell phone. But you can't function very well. No. No, I won't be able to function very well. I mean, my job, my life. I mean, I probably I cannot function in, in the reality that I'm living right now. Yeah. But I think personally I can pretty much function. Yeah. Because, because I will be very happy to be out of the system and eventually I want to be out of the system. Yes. And this is what I'm saying. We're in the system long enough now to realize, hold on a second, it was always great to be able to talk to anybody we wanted instantly or send a message to someone instantly. Isn't this great? Isn't this great? And now it's part of our DNA. I understand. And we can't do without it now. We really can't. Because for, I don't know, maybe you do know your girlfriend's number off by heart, or you know your best friend's number, or you know your mother's number. But most of us have all of that information tied up in the black box. And if we lose it, or it goes down because the battery's gone, and if That's they can't contact you for a period of time, their panic buttons are going all over the place. I hope somebody <laughs> gets panicked for not reaching me. <laughs> so it's made me wonder over the last few years, and I suppose that's one of the reasons why I'm unhappy with myself having this attraction to information from this unit, mm -hmm. the cell phone and the internet. I'm becoming and so dependent, and I'm trying... That was your 2023 story. That was my 2023 story. My, 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 my realization of what this system is doing to us 
and it's made me worried a little bit, to mm -hmm. be quite honest. Now, fear talk about fear. There's a lot to be to to to, to feel fear about, I guess. Yeah. Of the economy. Yeah. Um, to control internet, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this: since this is probably the beginning of 2024, they're watching this. What was the best thing that happened in 2023? Best thing. The best thing that happened to you? Wow. <sighs> he had like an hour of a speech over the, over the worst things that happened. No, they weren't worse. They were just um, experiences. Yeah, experiences. But they not weren't... necessarily positive experiences. Um, well, one of, the, one of the most pleasing things was back in April, I took my wife to Ireland. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we've been married quite a while. Oh yeah, I remember that in that episode that we did together, you said you were going to be doing it. Yeah. yeah. You did it. Yeah, I did it. How was it? It was fantastic. I mean, um, we've been married quite a while and we've been to lots of places together. But for some reason, we could never just get it tied up to get back to Ireland. And um, so I made a few phone calls to a few friends, organized a few get-togethers, a bit of music. Like, how did it go? I need details. Details? Yeah. Well, one of my best friends when I was growing up there is a guy, he's a guitarist, and he's been in a few bands when he was uh, growing up. Oh, is did he quite famous well. or something? Hmm? Is he famous? No, no, no. Locally, he's, he's famous. Okay. But not internationally. And um, I called him and said to him, I'm coming over. Can you organize something? So he did. And there's a little bar restaurant, which has really gone up market from when I was there. Wow. And uh, he said, we'll go there which was wonderful. And that was a real highlight of the time that we were there. How but I people, remember- How many people joined? Oh, uh, I'd say about eight, mm. which was fine. Nice. No, no big crowds for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. And so, um, but I remember the first thing when I got the car at the airport and we went driving around the countryside, my wife, the first thing she said to me was, she said, Faye, why did you ever leave here? <laughs> It's beautiful. You, it's yeah, beautiful in Ireland. It was such a nice thing because it's the city that I come from, as you know, Belfast, is quite small, but there are hills all around it, except for the um, uh, estuary or the, the, the river. There's hills all around. And no matter where you are in the city, you can look down the bottom of a, a main thoroughfare and you can see the green hills in the... She loved that. And she said, it's not hustle bustle like we have here. And people are quite nice. It was just true. She said, why, why, did you, why did you ever leave here, Victor? And, um, for you, my love. For you, my darling, chérie. <laughs> Mon chérie, j'aime. <laughs> and uh, that was a nice thing as she was drinking her third pint of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> she loves the Guinness. She loved the Guinness. So that was right a good place. highlight for me in April of last year. I really nice. enjoyed that. And Summer... Um, what we, about that lady? I remember in the last episode you mentioned there was this lady who asked you, why did you marry a Turkish yeah, yeah, woman? Yeah. So did you guys have a chance to meet her? No, no, she's passed away now. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jean. <laughs> if you're watching this as a ghost, <laughs> whatever. But no, poor Jean, she, she passed away. Um, actually, it was not after long she after that. News, maybe. It was not long after that event that she did actually <laughs> go to the place. In she the couldn't sky. take it, I guess. Mm. No, so yeah, that was a good highlight back then. And then during the summer, again, I'm a summer person. Mm -hmm. So there was so many things that I enjoyed going back down to places that I'm familiar with 
and um, yeah, I had a great summer period. But yeah. nothing magnified the, to be seen to be wonderful, except, as I say, that period of time in Ireland when I took Noor there and watched her enjoy it so much. That was good for me. That was good for me. But while we were there, we were talking about events that had happened, and she, she was asking me, she said, Dublin, down in the Republic, she said, that obviously is a different place culturally also. I said, yes, it is. Dublin is a very different place to Belfast um, for a number of reasons. And I, I was telling her a couple of stories because when I was working for Renault, I used to go down there once every quarter, four times a year, and do maybe 10 days' work. And it was so strange. It was usually, David, something of interest or fun that you could find. I was coming from the airport, and I knew that the main road into the airport was being built, and they made it into a motorway. And when the guy picked me up at the airport for the first time, he took me into the center of Dublin by the new uh, motorway. And I'm going, wow, Jim. I said, look at this, this is fantastic. And we passed a sign and it said, this road is for motorized vehicles only. And I said, Jim, well, I just read a sign. This is for motorized vehicles only, what does that mean? Oh, he said, you know, they only opened it two weeks ago and within two days, there were four people arrested for coming down with a horse and cart, coming down the motorway. Oh my God. <laughs> I couldn't understand the message first. Exactly. I, I felt, I, I heard autorized. <laughs> motorized. Motorized vehicles only. And in other words, you're not allowed to come down the motorway on a horse. And you're not allowed to come down the motorway with a horse and a cart, which is very cultural Irish, especially Dublin, right? And I couldn't stop laughing. And he said to me, also, there were people who were leaving the airport to go to Dublin, which is like 20 kilometers away, and they were bringing their cases with them on the hard shoulder. And they, because it was the closest connection between the airport and the center, wow. they were just coming down the hard shoulder, pulling their case behind them. Uh, he said they had to put a sign up. You can't walk on this motorway <laughs> and you can't have horses on this motorway either. <laughs> Please, listen to me. <laughs> just drive a car. <laughs> so these are just... Like Americans yeah. do. And so when I'm telling Nura these stories, she's really keen. So maybe next year, 24, we'll do a trip down to Dublin um, as well. On a motorized vehicle? On a motorized vehicle. <laughs> it's very difficult to get a sat-nav on the side of a horse's head, you know, because... <laughs> <laughs> Go left, you know, and 30, 30 meters, take the left fork. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so horses on the motorway are definitely not a good sign. Yeah. But that's the thing. Ireland's a bit behind everywhere to some degree, and it's wonderful to experience that. Right. So I can't say much more than that, David. That's about the up-to-date situation. You know, um, that was then. This is now. But I suppose, like most people, um, my concern is the problems that we're having at this time of the year with all of the terrible things that are happening. And um, I hope, pray, and that everything becomes a lot better a lot more quickly than it is now. And so, yeah, but I'm still looking forward to next year very much. And, same um, here. Same for you as well. So that's it. I want to thank you for the opportunity to thank come back you. and thank say hello. Thank you for coming. Any last message for our audience? Um, any, any, uh, la any message for 2024? Well, just to try to be on the positive side of most things. Try to feel that there's something in the future that's going to be worthwhile. 
And um, if all fails, then, you know, glass of wine, glass of whiskey, glass of <laughs> Yeah, if you can make it, just, that you know. Just sit back, relax, and put the sounds on your ears <laughs> and go from there. Thank That's you so much for coming. Pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for the message. It was pleasure. great. Okay. It's so diplomatic. <laughs> Chuck you, sir. Yes. Take care, guys. Have a nice 2024 and take care of yourself. Slancha. <laughs>